and love welcome to the art of floundering podcast book of the month club part two now your host will dick hey everybody peace and love man this is will dick welcome to part two of the art of floundering podcast book of the month club in our previous episode, which was our first time uh, down this particular genre of episode, uh, we did chapters one and two. Uh, we project doing chapters two and three for this evening's reading fair. As uh, once again, there's always a couple disclaimers before we begin this. First off, I want to talk uh, about a couple things. Let's just get into the title of the book, is How to Live with a Huge Penis. Okay, all right, so by Dr. Richard Jacob and Reverend Owen Thomas. Um, What I wanted to do was pick unique books that will help us kind of really break down what's really important. The date of this particular uh, podcast is March 8th, 2022. There's no doubt, as most people are aware, all kinds of more important things I could be talking about right now. And I acknowledge that. At the same time, I thought, you know, maybe, and this is going to sound really weird and perhaps cheesy, but I actually mean this, that maybe I can offer up something that's a diversion. where, Because I personally podcast to divert myself from things to disassociate and maybe I can put up some content that will help somebody disassociate my vision for this series is either the truck driver that's on the long haul man and, and needs something different to listen to or you know the person that's trying to Listen to a little night-night story before they go to bed on, you know. Basically, this, this story's for anybody that wants to listen to it. That wants to acknowledge that this kind of thing's out there. Because there is all kinds of material that gets introduced in this book. And if somebody just drops in on this lesson, I, it's important to me. And I'll probably throughout the lesson... I'm sorry, throughout the reading, refer to this time and time again because I'll see people pop in and I'll feel, you know what, I need to let them know what we're doing here, okay? So, without further ado, let us, I'm going to get kind of set up here if you don't mind. So, make sure there's this. All right, now. This gets a little, and I'm sorry, I just don't want to miss anybody's comments if they come in. And I, it's just, 
I'm trying to get better about monitoring stuff. With that said, let me see. You got anybody? Look, man, this is good stuff, what we're getting ready to do here. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to break out the book, dude. The book of fucking knowledge. Hang on. There we go. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I digress. Now, a couple of reminders before we, we do a deep dive into Chapter 3 of how to live with a huge penis. Um, first and foremost, this is not an audiobook. And this is not a substitute for purchasing this, this brilliant piece of literature. You can find this anywhere on Amazon. Reasonably priced. I put the link in the original show. And I'll try to do a better job with my show descriptions. But I believe I'm putting a, I'll put the link to it in the Podbeam show notes. I get, I'll tell you right gosh darn now. Now the other thing is um, I don't want people to confuse this for an audiobook. What I mean is that would be copyright infringement to just sit here and read. That would be wrong. We need to pay for our artists. However, there's a lot to comment on. So I will periodically comment knowing that it ruins the flow, knowing that it's going to upset you. I am explaining to you the reasoning I will tell you most of my comments will probably average two to three minutes. So if you want to blast by them, you will not hurt my feelings. The information I'm going to present is too important. With that said, I want to bring everybody up to speed. Just, and I think it's important. On um, what, what we covered, a couple things that we covered, man, in uh, the first... In, in the kind of the intros through chapters one and two, we did all kinds of fun little uh, quizzes and stuff, but there's something I want to talk about, all right? The, the first acronym, and this is very important to keep in mind, man, it's called Oversized Male Genitalia. OMG, a genetic birth defect that causes the penis to grow absurdly large. The condition is thought to affect about one million American men. Though that number may be artificially low due to unreporting, OMG is usually diagnosed between the ages of 12 and 14. Although late-set OMG has been reported in men as old as 25, there are currently no known causes or treatments and no known adverse physical effects. However, the condition is usually accompanied by spontaneous, by serious psychological problems beginning in adolescence. So look, there's a lot of people out there suffering in silence. And it, we, we talked about in the previous chapters, just as a very high-level review, I encourage you to listen to the first episode, part one, or check it out on YouTube, kind of uncut and raw. 
Um, we kind of went over some frequently asked questions, went over famous people and who had OMG, Albert Einstein, Benjamin Franklin, Napoleon, believe it or not, uh, Mozart, Lincoln, Mark Twain. And we went over the definition of huge, and there was a questionnaire. I encourage everybody to do it. Um, by the way, um, Sir Winston Churchill was known to be a, uh, an OMG, oversized male genitalia. Interesting. In chapter two, we talked about discrimination that people feel they got to get teased. And there's morbid curiosity, exclusion. There's fear, threats of physical violence. So look, man. So that was kind of sets the tone for where we're going to do now. So I'm going to go ahead and begin the reading. And I will periodically... Step in with some reactions. Once again, I understand this ruins the flow. So, allow us to begin. <clears throat> How to Live with a Huge Penis by Dr. Jacob... What, what's, hold on, hold on, hold on. I always... Why can't I remember this dude's name, man? I, I gotta... This is... I'm high. Just... Fuck it. We're just gonna do this. How to Live with a Huge... Okay. Chapter 3, Unzipping, Coming Out to Your Friends and Family. If you reveal your secrets to the wind, you should not blame the wind for revealing them to the trees. To, to the trees. Gahla Gabran. A man cannot truly live with a huge penis if he's forced to keep it hidden from those closest to him. As frightening as, as it may seem in our OMG-phobic world, coming out is a crucial step on the road to the, quote, normal life most overhung men crave. But it's not something that should be rushed into, since choosing the wrong time or methods for revealing your big secret could have tragic consequences. In this chapter, we'll offer some ways to make your own unzipping as painless as possible and share some coming-out stories from other sufferers. The following story illustrates how not to come out to your loved ones. Story number one. Christmas morning, 1983. The O'Donnell family rose early to open presents and snuggle around the fireplace in her old Massachusetts farmhouse. Bill and Maggie and their kids, Mary, Katie, Sean, twins, Frank, and Aiden, Megan, Pete, baby Molly, and Bill Jr. DL'd his home from his first semester of college. Unbeknownst to his parents and siblings, Bill Jr. had decided to share his secret with the whole family in dramatic fashion, hoping the holiday spirit would ease their shock. When it came time for him to open his stocking, Bill Jr. pulled it off the top of his lap, revealing his massive penis to which he affixed a bow. My father walked calmly out of the room as my mom, brothers, and sisters cried. When he came back, he had his old Remington 12-gauge. I thought he was going to shoot me. We all thought so. Instead, he just sat down in his favorite leather recliner, muttered Merry Christmas, and blew his brains out. 
it's an all too common result, but it doesn't have to be. Okay, I've got a comment. Basically, you know, this this guy decided to let everybody, the whole fam know he's got, you know, OMG, once again, oversized male genitalia, according to this book. His father was so fucking traumatized that he just said, fuck it, and blew his brains out, man. So this book is stressing to be, to maybe come up with a different approach. So let us continue. Hey, man. Can I just say something? I feel a lot of love in here right now. So, you know. I'm I'm just gonna come out and say it, dude. I'm feeling I'm let me let me hang on for a second. You know, I do feel a lot of love. Look, before we go on, this is important, man. Hey. This'll help me, man. This'll help me better better explain this book, man, if I am terminal not terminally, but if I am epically high. Okay. Be prepared. Pick the right time. Although every unzipping is different, there are a few universal truths that all men with huge penises would do well to remember. Don't unzip in anger. Some men make the mistake of whipping out their cookie dough in the heat of an argument, something Rev. Thomas calls the, quote, oh yeah moment. Oh yeah? You don't think I try hard enough in school? Try sitting at a desk all day with this. Oh, yeah. So now I'm an alcoholic. Let me ask you a question. Would you drink if you were born with this? Throwing your massive genitals into an argument is like throwing dynamite on a campfire. I will tell you that throughout this book, the Reverend Thomas continues to really speak to me. Okay. Gauge overall stress levels. The happier, more relaxed your intended targets are, the better. If you're planning on unzipping to your parents, do it while they're in the midst of a bankrupt. Do, do, doing it while they're in the midst of a bankruptcy might not be the way to go. Likewise, if your buddy is going through a bitter breakup, you should probably not. You should probably take a rain check on show, showing them your giant penis. These are good points, man. Here's the next point. Avoid holidays. Young Bill O'Donnell learned this one the hard way. But he's not alone. Many OMG sufferers try to soften the impact by coming out on a holiday. Putting a sparkler in their urethra on the 4th of July. Dressing up as an anatomically correct horse for Halloween. Dyeing their penis for Easter. It never works. Unzipping is dramatic enough. Adding the drama of a festive occasion only makes things worse. Pick the right setting. Assuming you've picked a time when friends or loved ones are upbeat and relaxed, you'll need to pick a setting to match. Avoid public places. Men with OMG, oversized male genitalia, are often tempted to unzip in public as, quote, insurance against excessive outbursts or violence. But doing so can have the opposite effect, intensifying a friend's or relative's embarrassment 
and triggering a psychotic episode element the next uh, topic pre-screen the environment once you've settled on a quiet private location you should screen it ahead of time even if it's a place as familiar as the family living room stand in the space and vi visualize your unzipping carefully note all exits remove <laughs> remove anything that might be used as a weapon that's good that's a good piece look man if you're getting ready to reveal, you know, like drop trial and reveal your parents, man, you know, they also make sure it fits, dude. They, you know, I was, I always thought they were going to say that, but, you know, the weapons is a good tip, dude, because you never know. They, they may go, oh, my God. All right. Avoid, quote, kill triggers. Your setting should be free of anything that might flame an already tense situation and trigger the primal urge to kill. Family photos from happier times, an abundance of, co of the color red, or anything that bears even the slightest resemblance to a huge penis, fire extinguishers, grandfather clocks, short hair dash ounce, etc. Bring back up. Things are likely to get contentious, even violent, during, during your unzipping. It's always good to have someone in your corner. A friend. Obviously, one who already knows your secret and has accepted you as a fellow human being in spite of it. A fellow OMG sufferer, whether he's from your support group or just someone you found on one of the many internet messaging boards for overhung men. It's an added bonus if he's already been through his own unzipping and knows what to expect. Good tip. Kind of like a, a mentor. A clergy person. If, that is, they're willing to help. Sadly, there are still very few peace rabbis or uh, imams who will counsel men with huge penises. Be gentle. Before you tell, set the mood. Ask everyone to sit. Speak in a soft, even voice. Make sure everyone has used the restroom and ask that all phones are turned off. Keep yours on silent, just in, need you, just in case you need to call 911. Start with affirmation. Tell your family how important they are to you. And that for a long time you've been anxious to share something painful with them. Tell them no matter what happens in the next few minutes, hours, or weeks, you'll always love them. Note. At this point in the unzipping, most friends and relatives will assume you're about to come out as a homosexual. It's best to move through this confusion and quick uh, confusion quickly to minimize their disappointment when they learn you are not. Lend some perspective. If your family is religion, religious, ask them if they think God created man in his own image. If they are secular, ask them if they agree with the American ideal of all men are created equal. Ask them if they admire people like Albert Einstein and Abe Lincoln. Note, not now they're sure you're about to come out as gay. Hurry up and get to the point. Tell the truth. Announce the following in a loud, clear voice. Blank your name. 
I have a condition, or whoever you're talking to, hey, person I'm talking to, I have a condition called oversized male genitalia. After you tell, realize they'll be shocked. Gasps and tears will probably drown out the words male genitalia. Once they hear oversized, they'll be swept away to a land of nightmares where warmth, love, and beauty can't find them. Preconceptions and fears will fly around their heads like bats in a burning barn. Some will vomit. All will cry. A few, many even lunge at you before the phrase has fully left your tongue. Remember, unless you grew up in Japan, your parents haven't seen your penis since adolescence. The same is true for friends and siblings. Therefore, they probably had no idea you were suffering from OMG. The next tip. Hey, I hope you guys are, I hope whoever's listening to this is getting something out of this. By the way, to give you an idea of how long the book is, it's 129 pages. And we're about, we're on 50, page 53. But there's a lot of fat type. Stay calm. Short of protecting yourself from physical attacks or ducking to avoid flying objects, it's crucial that you remain perfectly quiet and still during this initial reaction. Let your family work through it. Let them cry, scream, and curse God. Don't show them your penis. Some men feel compelled to follow up their confession with the immediate display of their huge penis, as if to emphasize a closing argument by holding up the one piece of irrefutable evidence. But this isn't law and order. Showing them your offending member will only intensify their shock and anger. Even if they ask to see it, politely decline. They're almost always asking to, quote, see it so they can attack it. Know what to expect. Anakin, real name withheld for his own protection, was 17 when he unzipped to his mother, father, and younger brother. His story is about as typical as they come as it serves as the perfect way to illustrate the six stages that your friends and family are likely to go through. 1. Denial 2. Uncontrollable rage 3. Mourning 4. More uncontrollable rage 5. Banishment 6. Acceptance Remember, each stage can take away can take anywhere from a day to a decade to work through, and not everyone experiences them all. All right, in the next part of this chapter, they're going to do a deep dive into each one of these uh, things. So here we go. Stage one: denial. <clears throat> This is the Art of Flounder Podcast. I'm Will Dick. Sorry, that was kind of douchey. <clears throat> anyway, stage one, denial. It was like she hadn't heard a thing, I said. Mom, I repeated, what are you doing? What does it look like I'm doing, dear? I'm fixing dinner. My boys need to eat, don't they? 
We'll just sit around the table and have a nice dinner tonight, the four of us, all together. My little brother had slammed his door and cranked up his Bon Jovi. Dad had left to go to a friend's house and get drunk. And here was my mother making meatloaf as if nothing happened. Mom, I have OMG. Should we have spinach or mashed potatoes? Mom, I have an oversized penis. You know what? Let's have both. Just be on the safe side. We can always save the leftovers. Stage true. Stage two. Uncontrollable rage. Things got out of control when dad came home absolutely plastered. Mom had been sitting in the dining room by herself, watching dinner get cold for hours. My brother hadn't shown his face. Dad was actually laughing when he walked in, carrying a brown paper bag. Hey, I got us some groceries, he said, slurring his words. I met him in the foyer. <laughs> Dad, I love you. We need to talk about this. Look. He pulled an unwrapped pork loin out of a bag. His expression changed. I thought you'd like it, you goddamn freak. What happened next is a blur. All I remember is Dad mer mercilessly beating me about the head and neck with the loin. I remember Mom screaming in the next room and throwing... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm too loud. And throwing serving dishes against the wall. I remember my brother rushing to my aid and shrieking, He's still your son! He's still your son! Then everything went dark. Stage 3, Morning After hours of screaming and crying, I thought the worst was over. Everyone finally gone to bed around 1 in the morning. At three, unable to sleep, I went downstairs to grab a glass of water. But when I opened the fridge, I heard a noise in the darkness. I turned and saw the shadowy outline of my father on the kitchen floor. He was just sitting there, holding his knees tightly against his chest, rocking back and forth and whispering over and over, my son is dead. My son is dead. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When I turned on the lights, I saw that he was sitting a puddle of his own urine. Dad, I asked. He looked right at me, his face caked with dry tears, and asked, Did you know my own, my own son? He was a good boy, wasn't he? Hmm. All right. Stage four, uncontroll more uncontrollable rage. Let's take a weed break. This is a long chapter. Okay. Once again, we're reading a book called How to Live with a Huge Penis. This is part two of the Art of Floundering Podcast, Book of the Month Club. We're currently... In chapter three, you know, revealing, you know, this is given, you know, how to come out, how to unzip. All right. Stage four, more uncontrollable rage. Two full days passed without incident. We all went about our business. 
Dad went to work. Mom cooked and cleaned. My brother and I went to school. No one said a word. On the third night, we gathered around the dinner table and ate greasy chicken out of a bucket. The four of us start staring at our plates the whole time. My brother's soft voice finally broke the silence. Mom, can you please pass the... Dad dove across the table and punched him in the mouth, knocking him off his chair. He kept pummeling my brother. Even as I tried to pull him off, the three of us rolled across the floor, kicking, punching, and choking each other. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw my mom climb onto the table and begin tearing off her clothes. When my brother and I finally managed to subdue Dad, we looked up and saw her on the table, pulling out clumps of her hair completely naked. So, you know... That was pretty, you know, this is, like I said, I committed to read this book, man. I'm, you know, I want to remind anybody, I'm not, this is not Will Dick's content. I'm relaying content. Stage five, banishment. The three of us sat in the living room. Mom was up and walking by this time. Your mother and I have decided to cut you off, Dad began. There'd be no more car payments, no more health insurance, no college tuition. I was out of the will, out of the family. They never wanted to see or hear from me again. We don't approve of your lifestyle, and we sure as hell don't want you around our grandkids. When your brother gets married, they acted like I'd chosen this curse. Chosen to have a third arm draped over my balls. I know I should have argued, begged them to reconsider, but all I could do was burst into tears. I just didn't have any strength left. I stood up, walked to the door, and said, I'm sorry. I turned out to be such a disappointment. If it means anything, I still love you. I saw my father's eyes moisten. I know, son. Just, just go. With that, I left not knowing that I would never see him again. Stage six, acceptance. I hadn't seen my family for months, except the night my brother met me at a convenience store to give me some winter clothes. Living out of my car was getting harder as the weather turned cold, and I'd been turned away at the shelter run by our family pastor. I took the petty theft to survive, when I couldn't steal enough to eat, I was forced to give $4 hand jobs in the alley behind Dairy Queen. Thoughts of suicide crept in, and then one morning I woke to a knock on my windshield. It was my brother. Dad's dead. The doctor said it was a massive heart attack brought on by high cholesterol, obesity, and a lifetime of smoking. But I know what he really died of, shame. Today's mom's medications are keeping her up and about, but my brother's almost finished with his parole, and I'm working 20 hours a week at the same Dairy Queen, behind which I used to service John's. Life is fun again. The future is bright, and I wouldn't have any of it if I, would, if I hadn't had the courage to unzip. All right, man. So, <clears throat> for those of you listening to this and don't have the visual... Allow me to uh, explain what is up there. This is a, a party game. 
Fun with your penis, number one. Sirloin or penis? <clears throat> a laugh-a-minute party game in which blindfolded players have to guess based solely on sound. Whether various objects being smacked with are either your huge penis or an uncooked sirloin steak. What you'll need, two to six players who are aware of your OMG and are comfortable with it. One raw sirloin steak, 16 ounces or more. One huge penis. Blindfold, kitchen timer, or stopwatch. How to play. Players divide into teams of two, and rock, paper, and scissors determine the order of turns. On each turn, one member is designated as the guesser, and the other, the smacker. In each turn, the guesser is blindfolded, and the smacker chooses either A, the sirloin, or B, the huge penis plus a nearby object to smack it with. Objects can be virtually anything in sight, a countertop, a drinking glass, another player's cheek, a family pet, etc. The smacker announces what the object is, then smacks it only once. The other players immediately shout, sirloin or penis. The guesser then has 30 seconds to render a verdict based on the sound. No clues or re-smacks are permitted. Each correct guess counts as one point. The first team did 10 points win. Wow. Okay. All right. This is Will Dick with the Art of Floundering Podcast. This concludes our reading of our Book of the Month Club. How to Live with a Huge Penis. Chapter 3. I realize originally... Um, I said chapter three and four, but just given the time that this one took, I think this is a great place to keep it. So this concludes um, <clears throat> our book of the month reading of How to Live with a Huge Penis, chapter three. Peace and love, man. From Parts Unknown, this is the Art of Floundering Podcast. Wishing you nothing but peace and love.